Sweet Derek, are we live? We are live. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Nevada, this is The Naturals Pod. Welcome to this episode of The Naturals Pod. As always, I'm Uncle Kyle, respectfully, seated next to me on the sticks, on the ones and twos, my maestro, Sweet Derek the producer. What up, world? Today, people, the glasses are on. You already know what time it is. Let's get into a movie review. Tell them what we're talking about, sweet Derek. Yeah, so I uh, advised him this movie we watched on Amazon Prime and gave it to Uncle Kyle to give me his feedback, and I thought it was a banger. So we were doing Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin. Didn't when they initially advertised the movie, it was called Knock at the Cabin Door, or am I imagining that? Because I could have swore it was Knock at the Cabin Door. That might be a Mandela effect, dude, but I'm not sure, man. That definitely is a Mandela effect, (laughs) for sure. Because I swear to you, when I went to watch it, and it just said Knock at the Cabin, and I'm like, how lazy are you, Amazon, that you couldn't put door on the end of that? Like, clearly that's the name of the movie. But I digress. So, as Sweet Derek said, uh, he told me that he liked the movie. And I really wasn't planning on watching it. Uh, the one main reason is, and I feel like this is a problem with many movies that are coming out now, you're revealing too much shit in the trailer. You need to leave certain things a mystery. Like, I understand the point of it. You're trying to draw more people in and, and give them the grand idea, I suppose. But for me, I'd rather find out on my own by coming to watch your movie. Um I recently went and watched Oppenheimer, and also that's kind of a Christopher Nolan thing. Wouldn't you agree, sweet Derek, that he, when he does trailers and such, he he does not reveal a lot? Like the cinematography and the little snippets that they give you kind of are meant to draw you in and make you want to come see it. Like, oh, what was that yeah, all and about? That's, and that's how it should be. It's that's, that's part of Hollywood that's missing the mark on that. Like a lot of these monster movies and horror films is they just show the person right away or the thing or the creature, and it's like the whole part of a trailer is like wondering what does it look like uh, the reveal i think going to a movie is part of the reveal absolutely and they take that away in the trailers now and i'm like that's stupid like that movie 65 it's like oh they crash landed on an unknown planet and there's creatures around yeah and they're like that immediately was a stinker like, man the it, yeah. second i started watching it i was like stinker um but, but again, to that point ruined, yeah. someone's not worth it and i'll give you an example um cloverfield and Chris, if you're watching this, I know you are going to be shaking your head yes and laughing while I'm telling you this, but there was so much hype, and that really was... Who directed that? Was that like a J.J. Abrams movie or something? There was so much like hype towards the movie because you really knew nothing, and it just showed the chaos of the city being torn apart and them running, and it's all smash-cut, guerrilla-style um cinematography i feel like the the quality of the video was really good though it wasn't like on some blair blair witch project so the director was matt reeves but it was produced by jj matt reeves he's done a lot of superhero movies and such like he has correct me if i'm wrong but anyways yeah it was so funny chris and i went to the midnight premiere that was back when movies were the jam like if you played video games and you liked GameStop midnight releases then going to midnight movie releases on I believe it was it used to be on like Friday night or I think Thursday night at at midnight you could go watch it and that was the first screening of the show Chris and I went they handed out disposable cameras and I think it was kind of to to play to the theme of the movie that this is all found footage and there it isn't like shot in a traditional movie style so 
you idiots, why would you give a bunch of people who are going to a movie at midnight disposable cameras with flashes on it? So exactly what you think happened happened. The whole lead up, even into the trailers, people are uh, taking flash pictures and stuff. And I got to be honest, I probably was one of those people too. But the thing that stopped it immediately was this giant Hell's Angels looking biker dude, huge, huge man, stands up turns around, looks at everybody and goes, the next person to flash their camera, I'm shoving it up your ass. And it got <laughs> real quiet. And then someone in the back row, they waited about two minutes and then they popped off another one and the guy stood up and that was the last one, but it was, it was hilarious. So anyways, back to the topic at hand. Knock at the cabin door. So overall, I just have to say I did enjoy the movie and... I thought it was a lot of the themes of it were very compelling. It it tried to, I mean, didn't it really faintly lean into the religion thing, Derek? Like, it's not like they were quoting Bible verses and do, doing anything super overtly religious. It was just more of like a an, an assumed thing when they show up and they're like, one of you has to die. Uh, I don't think it's subtle. I think it's kind of well known right away that that's this is a religious thing, and we have to do this to save the fate of humanity. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's like hardcore, but it is implied greatly that yes, yeah. this is a religious like what you think is a cult or the trailer ruined it. Honestly, like, yeah. Again, we, I mean, we just you know talking about what we earlier trailers the trailers are just it. ruining movies nowadays. But even if you go into this movie already kind of knowing it, I think it's worth you know it's worth a watch. Absolutely, I would say it is a good watch. If you haven't seen it, you need to stop right now and go watch it and then come back and you can listen to the review and tell me if I'm right or wrong. So anyways, the movie opens. This couple is going with their young adopted daughter. I would say she was probably, I don't even, they might've even said it in the movie. I watched the movie like almost a week ago. So forgive me if some of my specifics are not so great. She's probably between the ages of eight and 10. Yeah. A small, a small child, a small little girl. Uh, they are going out to, a cabin in the middle of nowhere, of course, because where else would this movie take place? And they're all singing. I do not know the name of the song. He goes, I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. And, you know, they're having a good time. They're a little family. They're singing. They're laughing. They're going to presumably their super nice uh, vacation cabin in the middle of nowhere. They get out there. Now, when we were kids, I remember roaming all over the neighborhood when the streetlights came on and I heard my dad's ear piercing whistle from like six blocks away. I knew it was time to go home. If I had, I don't have children. If I had children, like I'm going to always have one eye on them. Like I would not just let them go on a little adventure and wander. So the daughter whose name is when in the movie is out. Uh, I think she was getting, she was collecting crickets or something, right, Derek? Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers, yeah. So she's out, she's got a little jar, she's catching bugs, and you see, you know, giant tattooed, they tried, <laughs> they really tried to soften him up with the look, I feel, especially the glasses. The glasses were a Dave Bautista softener to not make him look like he's just a destroyer of worlds. Yeah, trying to make him look like an everyday man, kind of, but it's like... Shout man. out to Drax. I, th I honestly thought he did great in the film, though. He actually exceeded my expectations, because someone like that, you don't really think of him to be that good of an actor, but I thought he actually crushed the part pretty well. I agree. He, he did really well, but... 
I mean, you stereotype people. He is a big, menacing guy. Was his claim to fame he did the WWE and then he started doing the acting? And I think he did like a couple amateur MMA fights. He got beat up by a fat dude. Derek, if you could put a picture up here. I mean, I'm no I'm no light as a feather, but this was a fat man that beat up giant jacked Dave Batista, which was super surprising. I mean, I would say a lot of uh, wrestlers get into the acting role, but he was a wrestler first, kind of like The Rock and some of these other guys, yeah. John Cena. He clearly should have stayed out of MMA, though. Actors, yeah. Um, well, like it's like Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar transferred to MMA and he became champion. He actually, you know, yeah, but also Brock Lesnar was an ultra high level yeah. collegiate wrestler. Like he had a background in that. Um, if he knew how to throw a punch, like I hope, hopefully, I never run into this guy. I don't think he would take any threat to me, anyways. But he was not a power like somebody his size, like him and Francis Ngannou are like the same size, right? Relatively, they're both large, muscular men. Yeah, and um, it was basically he. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say he's bigger. Yeah, Brock Lesnar just a giant. Basically, human the whole being. point that yeah, I'm getting at is being. Francis Ngannou has one of the strongest punches on the planet, like recorded. Like you do not want this man to hit. But you. I I do want to correct you because you said that Dave Batista lost. He did not lose. He actually dominated and won via TKO. He actually beat the shit out of the guy. There's one where he gets pieced up though, and you could tell he was like, "Oh man, I'm getting clapped." Okay, I was wrong. I'm, I was wrong. I was wrong. That's fine. But the dude was chunky. Like. It was a competitive fight. Dave Batista, or maybe I'm just hallucinating. It's the Mandela effect all over. I yeah, I think I'm you're talking. Ta you're talking about there was another. There was another WWE guy that went in the MA and got embarrassed. Dave Batista fought one guy, and his name was Vince Lucero, and he actually he's nervous first round, but he eventually dominated in one. VAT maybe that's KO. what it was. Then they showed the first round because so. he did get popped a few times. Okay, we're getting yeah. off on a sidetrack. No, Back to okay, the movie. Yeah. So. So, yes, I will agree with what Sweet Derek said. He acted the role well. It's it's kind of hard to push aside the stereotypes when you're seeing this giant man. Like, he just doesn't seem like the sensitive. He he is a grade school teacher. Grade school, middle school, grade school. Grade school teacher, I think. A second grade teacher. That is his job. Like, that's his character's job, or was at least. And so, anyways, he comes out of the woods. And it's like, first of all, if you're in the middle of nowhere at your private cabin and you're letting your daughter wander, the first thing she should know and see she's a giant tattooed man or any man or any stranger near the cabin while you're out collecting crickets, you need to turn around and run home to daddy and daddy. Like, you need to go back because uh, something is <laughs> something is not daddy safe. Daddy. Like, you need yeah. to go right back to your daddy. Well, I mean, she was, like, uh, nervous at first, but, yeah, she eventually started getting into the conversation. Yeah, like and at the same time, she's probably like, well, this giant would just immediately chase me down. So... He kind of is talking to her really friendly and saying, I want us to be friends and I have a special mission. And then the other part of his group, there's four of them. One of them is played by, I think his name is Rupert Grint, the guy that played uh, one of the Harry Potter characters. Correct. He played a uh, Ronald or Ron. Yeah. And then the other two, the other two actors were uh, relatively unknown. It was a, I want to say middle-aged black lady. And she played a woman who was a registered nurse, shout out nurses all around the world. And uh, the other lady was this small white woman. I don't think she they ever talked about what she did, but she had a little boy. So all these people had lives. She was a and, cook. She said that she was a cook okay, in the movie. Yeah. All of these people had lives and reasons to live and were... Until you get later in the movie, you find out one of the characters kind of a piece of shit. I mean, not even kind of a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Um, but, you know, just regular people. These are regular people. So they're all coming in. And I believe the little girl did end up running, right? 
back to them and she's like dad dad these these people are coming they're out front of the cabin like we need to lock the house up and she's freaking out and both of the guys are like i believe their names in the movie were eric and andrew um but they're like you know what the hell's going on like your kid's freaking out and you think maybe they just like got scared by a little bug or, or a, a snake or a bird or something but yeah he said he's paying for what he has to do or whatever and then he's he basically said to tell your parents they're not going to want to let me in but it's best if you have them just let me in and that's when she ran um, and then tries to tell them that, and then they start locking the doors, and the, the the panic and chaos begins. Yeah, so they start beating on the house, and he's doing the weird thing. I mean, this is in horror movies the world over, where it's like, please let me in. Please let me in. I need to come in. Like, some deadpan, like, robot type shit. So they end up breaking into the house, and another thing about... So I will say, this is one of the few beefs I have with this movie. All of these people had these <laughs> makeshift medieval weapons. Throw a picture up right here for me, sweet Derek, please. They never explained why they were using these strange weapons, how they were crafted, or what role they played in the scenario that unfolds before them. So the only comment that was made in the movie about those weapons is that it was in their visions and they were told that was the specific exact weapon they needed to use uh, when they went to go do what they're about to do. That was the only thing they said. Weird. So they, they didn't say how Weird. they were made or really what they're for other yeah. than they're in the visions and it's like, okay. I feel like that part was stupid. I mean, I guess it plays into the whole thing that they're going for with the movie essentially and it is super creepy i mean that's that is definitely some horror movie type shit would you even consider this a horror movie or more of a suspense it's more of like a thriller yeah more than i wouldn't like say straight horror. horror some people no. would consider it horror because it is pretty graphic and there are some violent things in it that you may not enjoy so be warned about that um so anyways they come into the house i believe uh God, can you look that up real quick? Eric and Andrew, I remember that. I believe Eric was the guy with the lighter colored hair, and I recognize the actor, but I do not know his name. And then Andrew was, uh, the he had the dark hair. I think he had like a little stubble going on, and he was, he was honestly like a little jacked himself. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, Andrew. Andrew. Eric and Andrew were the names of the yeah. characters. Yeah, but Eric's the one with the lighter colored hair. Like he has a softer face. Yeah, Andrew was Andrew was like the more like tough guy. Yeah, of the two. Yeah, yeah, definitely the tough guy. So, essentially, these people come in, and they do what I think most people do in that situation, and they tussle with them. And in the process, Eric, did they hit him on the head, or did he slip and hit his head? Somehow there was a head injury with Eric, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think right he got tripped with like one of the weapons, and he, he hit his head really hard, yeah. yeah. And then, which is just the weirdest shit, the nurse character, what was her name, Sweet Derek, she immediately goes... And tries to treat him, and then obviously Andrew is like, no, you're trying to kill my, excuse me, kill my husband. And she's like, I'm a nurse, I'm a nurse, I will help him, I'll help him. So her character name was Sabrina, but yeah, Sabrina. she ad she admits like, oh, after basically giving him a concussion, she's like, I'm, I'll help him, we weren't meaning to do this. Because um, I didn't think they had done the little intros to that point, had they? No. That was after because they have them tied up, his head yeah. is bandaged, and they kind of they all introduce themselves. Correct. So this is when they're just breaking in the home because the Redman character, who is the Rupert Grant, gets into a fight with Andrew, and Andrew actually kind of beats the shit out of him. Yeah, bit. yeah, but that that is that is later explained. So they have a tussle. Eric is hurt. They have them all tied up. I don't know if they also had the little girl tied up, 
but she was not tied up at okay. first. But also, I mean, the child doesn't pose a threat to them on this strange mission that they're on. So there's a lot of cutbacks. Eric and Andrew, obviously, two men are a gay couple. And it cuts back to them meeting with, I don't know if it was Eric or Andrew's parents, but they were at their home and it was an awkward, quiet dinner. And then... Yeah, it was Andrew's parents, and it's kind of implied that he was coming out to his parents for being gay is is really what... Oh, okay. I didn't quite pick up on that. It oh, seemed okay. like their relationship was established because they're like, you have a nice house, or I, I guess that kind of no, went over that, my head. No, that, yeah, that was what it was, is he invited his parents over, and I think he revealed he's gay and how to meet his partner, yeah, and then yeah. that is why they left, and yep. that's, you know, so he was So they rejected. left. The whole and, reason, and, real quick, though, sorry to cut you off, but the reason that implies to that, and that actually ties in later the story, is because of the character that you find out they had interaction at the bar correct so i was getting i was getting i was moving towards perfect, that right perfect. now buddy so they have that scene and the parents leave and andrew's like they only stayed for 30 minutes and eric because he loves him and you know he knows that his i don't know if they were married at this point his husband or boyfriend is upset but he's like trying to play it off and he goes i'm gonna go call my mom and you know let's just go back in the kitchen da 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 it cuts to another scene where Eric and Andrew are in a bar and this guy who's just some dirty fucking trailer park, pl- red plaid shirt, typical gross trailer park, dude, plaid shirt, trailer park hat, long unkempt hair, beard, just looked and probably smelled like a fart, b- comes by them <laughs> and... Because he hates himself and everything about his life, and he has to be a hateful, shitty person. He takes issue with Eric and Andrew just being a gay couple at a bar having a drink with one another. And I think he says something on the way by, which I'm not going to repeat. And, you know, obviously Andrew's the more, the more uh, what do I want to say? He has a short fuse. Like, he, he does not like people being shitty to him because he's a gay man, which is understandable. So he obviously goes, what did you say? And then the Rupert Grint character turns and says it again right to his face. And then the Andrew guy, I think he might have looked away or something, but the Rupert Grint character just cold caught, just hit, hits him in the face with a bottle, doesn't he? Yeah, it's with a bottle, correct. Yeah. yeah, and like beats him with it. And that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, was just a Pretty huge gnarly, piece yeah. of shit. Just a huge piece of shit. So obviously... Eric and Andrew, Andrew specifically has had many struggles as a gay man. And Eric is kind of, honestly, if I'm being truthful, is kind of the good yin to his yang because he doesn't overreact to that shit. He loves Andrew and he tries to support Andrew and keep him in a calmer place and be like, nope, we're good. Fuck them. Like, we're good. Cool. So Dave Batista gives them the whole spiel, which is basically... I'm going, he waxes poetically on this, but essentially the world is going to end unless the three of them decide which one of them they're going to kill. And then, oh, by the way, you have to kill them. We cannot kill them. We are just here to make sure that you do it or to give you the option to do it and tell you that you can or will not prevent the end of the world. Yeah. Suicide, not an option either. So suicide, not an option. You have to kill. So essentially you're either killing your husband or a small adorable child that you adopted i believe they went to was she chinese they went to china to adopt her yeah it was implied some asian country where they they adopted her she looks like a chinese little girl yes i believe Mm -hmm. so 
what a horrible decision to be made. Which begs the question, sweet Derek, if you were put in a similar situation, what would you do? Yeah, so I've thought about this because this movie just it's just a dark theory and a, and a really brutal theory. The um, darkest. So like Unless as we get as family. we get into this movie, uh, without giving too much into it, you're skeptic at first, right? You're like, come on, these guys are crazy. This is a crazy cult. We're kind of screwed here. I mean, um, you know I me, don't Derek. Believe this. All of those people would have been dead before they yeah. could have told me why they were there. <laughs> so you know, that would have been a short movie, and then the world would have ended. Apparently. Yeah, but um. I don't know, man. That's tough. So it's it's trying to think about killing someone in your family is is I don't know if I could do it. But at the same time, do you want to just let the whole world die? And the caveat too is that it wasn't just letting everyone in the world die. It's that you are now going to remain alone and walking the basically desolate earth, like the destroyed earth, by yourself for all eternity. So you are alone forever uh, if you don't do it. So. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough spot for sure. I would like to hear people in the comments and other people give their opinions. Yeah, on what weigh they in would on do. this. Just but, uh, I, I, the, one, the one, one thing I would say is be respectful. This is this should be an insightful conversation on what your take is, not a hateful dig towards anyone else. So yeah, if I would you're just say think, some nasty mm, shit. Keep it to yourself. But I, I mean, that's why the, I think the concept of this movie is so great is because that is such a tough. It is good. It's thought provoking. It, it, it puts it in like, your mm. mind. It's like, what would I do? But honestly, so I know that you are not a very religious religious person sweet Derek or you just are not what 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 would you without getting too deep and if you don't want to answer this that's fine I would what say would I'm you a, consider yourself I'm a spiritual person but I'm not like a church goer and I don't follow one specific religion. okay I respect that I respect that so I was born and raised a Catholic my mother was very religious bless her she's up there looking down as far as I'm concerned she's up there looking down on me right now um that's not the religion that I was raised in. We had some really good, me and my sister Caitlin had some really good priests when we were young and they, their God was not an angry God. The God that they were showing to us or, or, or teaching us about was one that loved you, understood that you are not perfect and that you will make mistakes. And all they want is that for you to learn from them and try to be a better person. It doesn't mean you're ever going to succeed. People go a lifetime trying to do it, but the whole point is you should do your best to be a good person and to follow certain basic rules, treat people with respect, do no harm, you know, just take care of one another. I'm not going to go through the whole 10 commandments here. Just be a decent person. And if you have beef or an issue with somebody, then just eat that shit and deal with it yourself. You need to get over it. That's what you really need to do is you need to get over it and mind your own goddamn business. So anyways, I say that right after saying I'm a Catholic. But I, <laughs> me, me, me being me, that being said, I would not do it. That is not, that to me as a religious person, that is not my God. I'm not trying to get too heavy with anybody. And for those of you, I respect whatever you're into. It's just, this is my personal thoughts on the issue of being a Catholic. But in this movie, you have to accept that that is God. So if you're learning that there is a God, that is God. And no, as I gods do, are, uh, are they're uh, vengeful, uh, sometimes excuse, gods are vengeful, Excuse dude. me, Derek. <laughs> no, I do not. And if we get to the end of the road and we don't do it and the world ends, then I'll be like, wow, they were, they were not kidding. They were not kidding. They were not kidding. It was, this is real. But no, absolutely not. I could never and I would never. Not, not to my family, not to my family, dog, or, or anybody that I'm close to. Honestly, not even to a random person. I just, I don't subscribe to that. I don't. 
It's just tough because it's a selfish way to look too, though. Like I understand what you're saying. I'm just playing devil's advocates here. I'm not calling you selfish. I'm just saying that is that is the opposite side of the thing. Is you're just gonna let everybody die because you refuse to sacrifice one person for the good of many. That's what it is. Sacrificing one person for the good of many. Okay, saying, so we're gonna. Humanity. I I need I need to round this out so I can make my point. So we gotta power through the movie because when we get to the end, that's where it's all gonna make sense as it should. So they give them this ultimatum that they have to choose who's going to die and then kill them or the world's going to end. Every time they say no, one of the four wackos that have come to the cabin will be dispatched. After, of course, they pull a white burlap or, or white weird sack over their head are murdered by everybody else with the weird makeshift medieval weapons. And then their head is removed and like tossed outside in a hole or something. Some of this, some of this was just strange. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like M Night Shyamalan just took, M Night Shyamalan ding dong took some took some acid and just went nuts. Man, didn't sleep for three days. So, throughout this whole experience, the first one to go is to Rupert is is the Rupert Grant character who ends up being surprise surprise the guy that beat up Andrew in the bar and is a huge piece of shit. And you know, there's a whole revelation of Andrew recognizing him. And then he's the first one to get whacked. And it was funny. I, I, this might make me a terrible person, but this was funny because he was pulling the bag over his head. Cause he knew he was about to get waxed by these other people, which why you would just let other people viciously destroy you with swords and axes and shit. Because they believe in the vision. And they yeah. realize that I, they have to save <laughs> humanity, dude. That's the other side I, of it. Man. I don't know. I'm not a fan. So he's like, oh, and, he, and he goes, you look at me. You look at me to, to them. And I mean, honestly, if I were Andrew, I'd be like, man, this is what you get, bitch. Well, knowing that he knew him and that was the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this carries on until then there was two. It's Sabrina and. Oh, my God. What is Dave Batista's character's name? Is it Vernon or Lawrence or Leonard? Leonard? Leonard. Yeah, Leonard, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Leonard. Sabrina and Leonard are the last two. Andrew, um, my guy Andrew had a gun in the car. I mean, lesson to Andrew. That's why you got to keep the piece close so you have quicker access to that. But obviously it plays in the story better if he doesn't have the gun because otherwise he probably would have just popped him when they were making their way inside in the beginning. He goes for the gun. Sabrina chases. She injures him a bit. He the, well, the, she real quick just to add on that it's kind of intense. So they they get them untied and they have the little girl be a distraction because they are still because they because they girl. ended up getting a knife and and yes. one of them was cutting the ropes and then he pretended like his hands were bound and, and then when Andrew runs to the truck she keeps screaming I don't want to hurt you and now all of a sudden she's using her stabbing device like in the side in his side and like keeps digging it more and more as so he keeps like not getting out of the car. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah, it's very very weird and sadistic the whole thing. Just so strange. So I think ultimately they end up back inside and doesn't uh, doesn't Andrew pop her? Yeah, because she runs in the back and then he, he shoots her and kills her. Smoke but, Sabrina. Goodbye, Sabrina. And she was in line to die anyways, though. Another twist so, for M. Night. Throughout all of the or th throughout these characters dying, Leonard turns the television on and shows them that the world is just just devolving into chaos like i believe planes start falling out of the sky and what what was the what was the other things that were happening well that's there? that's the fun part of the movie right so when you're first getting and you're like okay these guys are crazy this isn't real and he goes 
all right, turn on the TV after one of them dies. And um, the first thing that happens is like a tidal wave or whatever, like an earthquake. And they're like, well, that could happen because there's another earthquake. There's no way that's crazy. Um, then the second one that's intense is the uh, virus. So there's a virus. Yeah. People yep. are dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the third one is where you're like, okay, this is real. Yeah, the planes are just the planes are just the plummeting out of the sky. And then Leonard stands in front of the TV and starts saying the exact words verbatim that the news reporter is saying, which would be impossible to know. So yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm sorry, taking your spotlight, yeah. but that, that was a what fun a bad part of the day movie. To use your frequent flyer miles, though. Holy <laughs> shit, that would be so terrible. <laughs> but I thought that was a very cool part of the movie because you're like, oh shit, like yeah. Well, that's real. what I was gonna say. It was cold as fuck. So when he's the last one, he turns on the television. He turns around with his back to the TV, and he verbatim with the anchor behind him says word for word what he says. He's kind of proving that he's had this vision and that this is happening, and you need to do what you need to do to save the world. And so, I think it's at these points that they kind of realize that, too. I think No, I so Andrew is still in so? hardcore uh, denial mode, although, you know, his mind is being blowed, so he is actively trying to deny that yeah, it's happening. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So he smashes the TV with, with a hammer or something that he picked up in the middle of Leonard, essentially word-for-wording with the news anchor. So, obviously, you figure out that there's a certain rhythm to how this is going they they ask them to make a choice eric and eric and andrew say no when obviously is probably a no if you're a child you're like no i don't want to kill anybody and or die so every time they say no one of the essentially spoiler alert four horsemen <laughs> of the apocalypse which they did a weird thing with that they were the four horsemen of the apocalypse but they represented good things like healing and kind like leonard was kindness because he was a second grade teacher and sabrina was healing and i can't remember what the other ones were. i mean rupert is unredeemable i don't know he would definitely represent a fucking plague yeah i don't know i don't maybe karma or something i don't know maybe that could have been i think i think that's what it was thing, you know so anyways leonard goes out to the back porch he they don't show him doing it they show like a probably like like bottom of the pecs down shot and he essentially slits his throat and the blood runs down and you know the sky opens up and there's lightning and stuff so eric is at the point where he's like oh my god like this is real like you need to well and the key too real quick is leonard did say you have only a few minutes after i do this yes to make yes decision, he told him he was he was like you still have a few so, minutes yeah. left and then he just straight whacks yep. himself and that's the end of it so they go inside Andrew tells Wen, hey, go to your treehouse and put your headphones on, obviously because potentially something bad is going to happen. I think that was before. I think she wasn't there for the throat slicing, fortunately. And um, so Eric and Andrew have this really emotional conversation. Eric is obviously in the belief that this is going to be the end of the world. Andrew says we could just be together forever. Yeah, and just quick side Eric note, says, the little girl is not here because they told her to run in that little treehouse. Correct. Remember? So they have this big emotional conversation. Eric goes, what kind of world would that be for when, if it's just the three of us just walking a desolate, cursed earth? And he is, like, Andrew's obviously crying. Eric has accepted that he is going to be the one to die, which he himself is making that choice. And it, it cuts away. You hear a gunshot. And then Andrew goes out to the treehouse, gets when They go get in the truck that Leonard... Sabrina, blah and blah, whatever their last two names are. Clearly, I'm really good at remembering character names. Um, 
came in and they leave. And as they're leaving, lightning strikes a couple of places around the house and lights trees on fire. The trees fall on the house, presumably where Eric's body is. I guess God was destroying the evidence in that sense. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It's, yeah. it's basically getting rid of the spot like it never happened. So now they're not going to get tied up to murder. Yeah. Like that, I just, so. for me, there was no sunshine at the end of the rainbow on this one. So essentially, Andrew and Wen drive back to civilization. They go into a diner and there's news on the TV essentially saying all of the crazy plague, planes falling out of, falling out of the sky, crazy shit was was not happening and things were reversing course. So essentially they had succeeded, but it's just like they get back in the car. They go out to the car that all of them rode in and they look through all these bags that are the belongings of the four horsemen. And cause the whole time Andrew was like, these guys are full of shit. They're religious wackos. They're persecuting us because we're two gay men. Cause you know, Andrew has had all these horrible experiences. So of course the first place he's going to go is these are a bunch of religious nuts who are trying to persecute us. But and how could you blame him when, when it, the movie shows you the things he's experienced and how people have treated him, which is fucking terrible. But he realizes that the four horsemen were all telling the truth about their lives, that they had kids and families and jobs and people that they cared about. And they were doing this to stop the end of the world. And him and when get in the front seat, they turn the truck on and the song that the three of them were singing at the beginning of the movie comes on the radio and, and Andrew shuts it off. And then I think he turns it back on and he lets it run. Or maybe when was the one to hit the radio, but it's just like a horror. It's a, it's a morbidly depressing moment. Andrew lost the love of his life. When lost one of her dads, they saved the world and nobody fucking knows it happened. There is no reward. Now you just have to live with total sorrow because Eric's gone. And that that is what low key pissed me off about the movie. Yeah, but I mean, the positive side is that society gets to move on and you save little children's lives and people. I mean, Eric was about it. Eric, Eric, hero of the movie. Put him up right there. Saved saved the world, Eric, yeah. and them, and poor Wen and Andrew. But- yeah, he was the man. So, uh, I mean, kind of like wrapping it up here, because, I mean, that's a, that's a solid review here, and we're nearing the end. What is our famous movie review? What are we giving it through uh, F through A as a school grade? I will give Knock at the Cabin a B-. It was worth the watch. Hopefully, even if I spoiled it for you, you'll still go back and watch. It was it, it was an entertaining movie. It was suspense. It was thriller. There was emotion. It, it was good. It's worth the watch. B minus, worth the watch. Check it out. Check it out. Uncle Kyle movie review. That is my recommendation. We did enjoy it. Hopefully, we didn't get too deep into religion or other philosophical things. But also, that's why we're here and we're, why we're doing the podcast. We're trying to figure shit out and have a little fun while we're doing it. Anyways... We hope you enjoyed our second movie review. We really have a lot of fun doing these, and we're going to keep doing this. Let us know what you think in the comments. And remember, anytime you see the glasses on Uncle Kyle's face, it's movie review time. Have a great night, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Naturals Pod. Please remember to follow us on your Twitter and Instagram accounts at The Naturals Pod. Do you have what it takes to join the Natty Nation? Like and subscribe to find out.